0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number one oh nine of On the Flank. I'm one of your host John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe.
1: Hey, everybody.
0: And Joe, we are back a well, lot sooner than we usually are here in the off season. Um, we usually take—I feel like we've averaged about every two weeks per episode here in the off season since the off season's a lot more spread out. But. It's only been nine days since we recorded our last episode, Joe, and we've got one of the fullest rundowns I've seen in a in a long time. Um, not only a bunch of great signings, um, but some great like Overwatch news in general. A new a new uh, deathmatch map, uh, some patch notes, Winter Wonderland, um, and even an event with the LA Valley hosting the Winter Ball. So, my God, um, we got a full rundown here, Joe. Are you excited?
1: absolutely yeah it's uh, <laughs> um a, a little sort of island in in the season, whatever of a bunch of content
0: let's do it yeah and we start with um some very big signings paris who of course dropped their entire roster this offseason uh had zero players up to this point have finally made some signings and a lot of them too um they've got six players on dps they they signed naga and Onigad um Naga is um from Denmark these are all going to be European players but none of them are French which is very interesting um and Onigad was um of course on the Dallas Fuel at one point I think last year uh, he joined the Dallas Fuel um and now he's joining Paris so and then you got Ellie Vogt and Don um ellie vote of course we know is on the washington justice um and he's once again showing up on a on an overwatch league team Uh, but dan uh was not in the overwatch league but he has been in european contenders and, and even na contenders all over the place so and then they also signed neptuno of course we know neptuno he himself has been in the overwatch league since the inaugural season uh philadelphia fusion and of course on the guangzhou charge last year uh, will now be joining the paris eternal this year and then um khan from um, germany he has not been in the overwatch league either uh, but was most recently on obey alliance he's been in european contenders as well yeah we got six players joe this is um uh, you of course you need more signings you the, the roster minimum is more than six but um, if, if this was their starting lineup, what would you think of this team here, Joe?
1: I mean, it's, um, you, you've got some good names in there as far as that goes. Um, um, uh, you know, for the sake of us, starting lineup, um, obviously pulling oning and Neptuno there with the, um, overwatch league experience that. I guess technically LA Vote has too, but, um, <laughs> wouldn't necessarily <laughs> count them in the same boat. Yeah. Um, um, it, it was, it's funny. I was just looking up, um, uh, obviously Ellie and Lulcish were supposed to be, you know, the big the big uh tank players together. Um uh if for the Washington Justice and that, and that never quite panned out, so I was sort of looking um to where he ended up. He's currently on um I forget the name of the team he's currently on, but he used to be on Young and Beautiful for like a month or something. Um and then Ben Best uh was <laughs> booted him out uh also from the Pairs Eternal. Um uh, that after Ben Best Left Paris. Anyway, um that's sort of a side note. <laughs> uh but yeah, that, talking about um uh did uh, talk about this Paris Friday, I mean it'll, it'll be fine, I guess. Uh I, I don't expect um super crazy things, um, at least out of out of these six necessarily. Um definitely good for uh, like I said, for Nimpuno Onigad uh, to find um another Overwatch League home for sure. Um we'll have to Differentiate between Don and Khan.
0: Um, <laughs> I don't even know uh, if you talking, pronounce it Don. You could you could just be Dan, but um, there's this two ways that, so it feels like Don that, that to would, me. That would probably help. <laughs> um, Dan. Just lots yes, of things. Dan.
1: And <laughs> I don't know. Um. But yeah, you know, it's something I'm interested to see. You know who, uh, how they how they round this out because, like you said, clearly they're not going to be done. Uh, which is six but um, um, yeah I mean I I don't you know I'm not going to set my expectations too high here but um, uh, pretty solid pretty solid looking I guess um, as far as that
0: goes yeah uh, yeah I don't know what this roster I look at it on paper and I, I do think it's definitely significantly worse than what they had last year so, I, 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 this would be definitely bottom half of the of the standings this year for me. So, we'll see who else they sign, though. Um, next up is LA Valiant signing Agilities. The return of Agilities, of course, if you didn't know, if you if you became an Owl fan um, later on, uh, Agilities was on the LA Valiant for, for two years, actually, uh, before last year. So, he has made his return. He, he went to Toronto for a year. To, obviously they didn't do much um and he has now made his way back to the la valiant um and i actually got to see a good amount of um clips of agilities because i edited the video for the boston uprising um announcing soon and soon was also on a team with agilities on la valiant i guess that's spoilers boston (laughs) uprising signed soon we'll talk about that later but yeah just seeing agilities agility did have some really good highlights i think last year on the toronto Defiant. but my god he had some really good highlights on the la valiant in year one um and i'd be interested to see if he can uh come back to that former glory and and come back to a winning team because la valiant did well last year i i think they've kept enough that they should be doing well again this year so um that's exciting and la valiant fans are are excited um what do you think of this song joe
1: yeah i mean it, um, super nice to add i think um particularly when you look at um uh you know k s f is gone now um uh apply not really to the same extent but ksf in particular um um you know trying to pull somebody in for that for that role i think yeah agilities is great for that um obviously uh toronto wasn't necessarily as successful um as uh, you know lots of people hoped they could or or i think that they could have been um, last season but um uh, but yeah hopefully it's uh, you know just a, a different kind of environment i think uh, and again one that he's hopefully familiar with I thought would be pretty good for agilities as far as that goes um and yeah the, the rest of the roster i mean we saw um we saw a little bit of their play um, I think we'll talk about this later also with the uh mm. um excuse me the uh LA Valiant winter ball uh that they played some matches there um and and definitely had to uh, definitely had their work cut out for them as far as that goes against some of the other teams that were playing, but um, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, you know, similar look to last year, but, um, uh, like you said, that, that team that uh, was getting laughed at last year has definitely proved themselves in lots of different situations.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, oh, next, next thing's pretty big. It's not a signing, but, um, it is the Philadelphia Fusion announcing that they are going to be playing in Asia next year. Um, I think we all figured this. We figured if if Owl wants to split up the regions again, which they already have said they do, um, it seems like they're going to have to move some more teams over there. It was already pretty one, one-sided in NA. I think there were seven teams in Asia last year. There just weren't enough. You were seeing the same teams play each other like a million times. It was getting boring. Um, and this is big. It's This is... I, Definitely the first team, I would say. I I would say there is going to be more teams that are going to announce they're going to Asia. Uh, And this is, I mean, this is an interesting move. I definitely would expect Philly to be one of those teams. I mean, in the past, this organization has been willing to move their teams to Asia with Fusion University. Um, They moved them from NA contenders to Korea contenders. So uh, I, I definitely, and they got a good amount of Korean players on their roster too. So, um, I'm, I'm excited to see that. I think Philly I, I think Philly will definitely appreciate playing some of the top tougher teams more often here. getting to play the Shanghai Dragons and all these Asian teams and maybe NYXL goes back there again, who knows? Just being able to play these teams more often I think will help Philly a ton when it comes to um, their struggles in the playoffs and when it, when they face these top teams. So uh, I think this is a good move for them. As a Philly fan, Joe, what do you think of this move? I know, obviously, you're going to um, either have to have a different sleep schedule or avoid spoilers, but <laughs> what are you thinking?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, you're, you're definitely right. I think this is uh, definitely a good move for them as far as that goes. Um, uh, and it is interesting that, yeah, this isn't um, this isn't a Korean team, you know, by any stretch of the imagination. Um, uh, that's what, Carpe, Alarm, and Mono, right now the only... Um, Korean players currently on the roster, but, um, but yeah, I I think the competition they'll definitely benefit from, although they're, uh, I I anticipate there's going to be definitely an uptick of competitiveness, um, in, in North America, I think going into this next season, Uh, um, teams like Washington, teams like the Gladiators, um, that then, you know, we won't be able to see Philly against, I guess, for, um, teams like
0: Boston, time. right? Boston. Yeah. teams seems like Boston. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but, um, uh, but yeah, it'll be super interesting. Cause, um, I do anticipate, you know, Shanghai is going to be good again. Um, <laughs> uh, next season, I, we know Seoul is going to be, it's going to be, um, hopefully coasting on, um, well, not even coasting, but maintaining the momentum that they built there at the end of the season with some of these, with some of their, uh, really nice signings that they've had. Um, New York will be over there as far as as far as we know I guess they haven't said that officially but I assume New York will be over there. Um um but yeah I think that'll be that'll be very exciting to see. Um um yeah. <laughs> I'm just yeah. trying to think of like other teams that would be likely to go. make the switch. I think like Florida, possibly like maybe. Florida.
0: Yeah, I was thinking possibly yeah. Florida. I think Florida and New York are very likely not the European teams this time around because they're both going full euro, so I don't think yeah. they'll do that but also there there's a possibility they do because I know um European European um fans have been vocal about how like how the Korean matches are at a better time for them to be able to watch so maybe they possibly go just for that reason it's um, true but yeah, besides that, I don't know maybe. I mean Dallas signed a bunch of Koreans. Maybe Dallas. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I think New York, Florida are my top choices for that. But besides that, I it could be anyone, honestly. <laughs> I think there may be some teams that definitely don't do it. Um, like, uh, for example, I I don't think Boston. Well, Boston has almost no, barely any Koreans, and uh, that's I, that's not just me saying that because I work for Boston. I literally don't hear about that at all. So I don't know whether or not we will, but I, I don't think we would. Um, but yeah, I keep an eye out on that. I think there are definitely going to be some more teams to the point where they try to make it 10 and 10. I think that would be the the goal, but obviously that's hard. Uh, just try to make the divisions a bit more even as far as numbers go. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll keep our eye on that. Uh, I'm sure more more will come out soon. Um. Speaking of Florida, they actually announced their finalized roster, uh, which is very interesting. Um, of course, from last year, they are keeping BQB Gargoyle Yaki and Gangnam Jin, um, and now they have officially announced that they're adding Checkmate Slime and OG. Uh, listeners of the podcast should know those two last two names: Slime and OG. Slime, of course, uh, Vancouver Tight, former Vancouver Titan, uh, played on the Seoul Dynasty last year after the Titans split up and runaway, of course, originally. And uh, then OG, Bow's Fuel, LA Gladiators. Now we'll be joining his third team here in the Florida Mayhem. Um, and he made he made a tweet saying it's it's I'm gonna shut up and show you show you how good I am by playing. So uh, hopefully that gets some Florida fans excited. And then Checkmate is a DPS player. Um, according to Liquipedia, his signature heroes are Genji, Tracer, Reaper, Hanzo, and Echo. And, um, he is from, I believe, Korean Contenders. So, yeah, uh, his last team was OZ Gaming. But, yeah, that's their final roster. That is officially their final roster. Seven players. They went with the minimum, um, and yeah, Joe. What do you? Let's go compare this to last year. Obviously, Florida had a really damn good year, their first damn good year ever. Uh, <laughs> where where do you see this roster going? You think they just get better and better from last year? Do you think they stay the same, get worse? What What are you thinking after seeing these seven?
1: Yeah, it's funny because um, we were, um, you know, we've talked about some of the departures of um, some of their other players here um, in this off season, uh, with fate, uh, Byram, Karan, Chris, Saya side player, um, uh, the, the player after that in Liquipedia's list is Sideshow, uh, who of course was transferred <laughs> to the LA Gladiators. Um, uh, but, but yeah, I think, um, particularly, um, uh, I was concerned about, about fate there in that list. Um, but I think if you're, if you're bringing in, um, OGE, I think that's, that's a, that's a trade I would make, um, as far as that goes, obviously will definitely contribute to the Shanghai dragons as well. Um, in his own right. Um, but yeah, absolutely. That, um, the bringing in slime in there, um, uh, checkmate who I don't know much about, but to fortify BQB and BQB and Yaki who are, um, you know, have the potential to be, yeah. Yeah. Devastating. (laughs) Um, uh, Gangnamton and Slime. Yeah, Slime has a home now that's excellent um, after being without, I think, for a while. I don't know, I guess... Uh, except for having been on... Um,
0: he was on, uh, he on, yeah, yeah, yeah. on Seoul. Yeah, he was on Seoul. I don't think he got that much playing time, though. So I mean, Yeah, he's he's, uh,
1: he's definitely going to be a, a core of this roster, I would think. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it's looking nice. And like you said, Florida definitely uh, a, a better year than average uh, last year, I would say. Um... But um, uh, yeah, keeping keeping the core and, and making some upgrades, I think honestly for for this coming season too.
0: Yeah, exciting. I agree with you. I think I think this roster looks just as good as last year's. Honestly, they didn't lose too many important pieces, and I agree with you on faith. That was probably the most important one. I think OG though is a pretty good replacement. So excited to see what that Florida roster does. Um, glad to see them continuing to. I, I'm glad they just kept. Most of their roster from it. BQB and Yaki. Still one of the best DPS lines and super underrated, I think. So um yeah, let's talk about New York now. Um, who made some signings? Um they signed Yakpung and Friday, uh, as well as keeping Bianca. So uh Yakpung uh was on o2 blast uh, at some point if you th- think to yourself oh that name sounds familiar at some point he was in overwatch league um the 2019 season he was on the toronto defiant but i'm pretty sure he joined later in that season so um yeah oh no he didn't did he no he didn't He's, uh-huh. he joined in 2018 he joined in 2018 and was on that roster in 2019 And they
1: got replaced by Beast uh, when they brought
0: him in. Yes. Um, So if that sounded familiar to you, that is where it was. He's been since 2019. He got dropped in 2020 and he's been around... around, uh, He was on O2 Blast only, actually. In Contenders Korea. So they're adding him. Uh, Friday is the other player. Another OZ Gaming player. Uh, The second one we've mentioned today. He is a a main support player. Uh, And then Bianca, of course was already on New York <laughs> and they're re-signing <laughs> off tank uh, they those three joined Jonak of course more to come for New York here um, but I think a pretty solid a good solid three there honestly not not bad too so far no stars exactly no no signings that, that have made people's jaws drop or anything quite yet um, but I I think I, I don't expect too many of those from NYX I expect them to just create a solid team-oriented roster here, which so far I I think they're doing. Um, But yeah, anything to say about these Senex, Joe? Uh,
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think that's fair to say. Uh, We're really interested to see who they pull up um, for for DPS, uh, whether they pull out of the, you know, uh, ever-thinning-with-time free agent roster uh, or or try to, um, like, like adding... um, Friday you know try to find some some contenders talent to call up um i think um it's definitely going to be definitely going to be big shoes for him to fill as far as that goes um nobody uh nobody can just step into the hole left by Animo and 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 pick it up immediately but um you know with with the kind of support that i assume he's going to have that's going to be um that's going to be helpful for him um and same thing with i mean you know we, we talked about when when this team uh, you know, when the initial core of this team broke up, I mean, you know, who's going to, uh, you know, how are you going to find the next Mecca Um Is that Yangpung and Bianca? I don't know. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, you know, might have my doubts here, but, um, you know, clearly New York is, is, is confident about what they're working with, um, you know, structured around the season one MVP and kind of go from there. But, um, uh, but yeah, obviously not done, not done with the news super excited to see uh what else they throw at us um yeah
0: yeah it's I, I definitely think the names aren't as they don't pop out as much as that old roster of course so far but in all honesty i, I trust this new york coaching staff um a lot i think they've got good coaches and a good organization overall to to, to get a winning team out there uh, no matter who's on their team so we'll see what happens uh, next up is Houston, who signed Juby. Um, he's a main support player. Um, and he was actually signed from a collegiate Overwatch team, H.U. Storm. So, But he's been all-around contenders before. Second wins, Saints, Triumph. Um, basically everywhere since beginning of 2019. Uh, he is underage until April 4th. So he is still 17 and won't be available for Houston until April fourth, which is basically when the season's starting anyway, I think. Um, so they should have him for this season. Um, at least according to rumors, I believe it's supposed to start in April. I don't know anything about Juby, but yeah, they 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 signed a new support player and they needed one. Their only support player is uh, Crimson, right now, and they they had <laughs> they had a Juby as well. Know anything yeah, about Juby? I-
1: <laughs> uh i know i know i know stuff about harrisburg Um yeah. it's a super super nice collegiate team um that um uh, you know and we've seen how um you know some some of these top collegiate teams are, are definitely comparable to um um you, you know to these these nice teenagers teams too um this, in that sense it's a good signing i didn't realize he was so young um because I, I can only assume he'd have he would have had to enroll in, in harrisburg to be a part of the team yeah um, <laughs> um so maybe he's you know skipped his last year of high school and, and got signed to it i don't know i didn't think but, about that um, <laughs> yeah um uh but yeah, but yeah good signing i know um this is big for um you know collegiate overwatch just general i mean if this is going to be, you know, the second phase of the, or the second, you know, the the new phase of the Path to Pro, I mean, that's um, it's a big step um, and, and, you know, he's able to find the success there that, that he needs because, um, um, yeah, this they definitely um, we talked about this a little bit, but I think uh, you know, Houston um, you know, historically a team that has struggled with trying to find an identity and, and all this kind of stuff um, but I feel like if um, you know assuming things go well it's gonna be a situation where um uh, you, you know it's like inc- incremental progress type thing um with this Houston three or 4.0 or, or whatever <laughs> version we're up to now
0: lots of versions
1: uh, yeah
0: uh but yeah i i agree it's gonna be interesting to see what Houston does this year i i'm interested obviously they've never been a really successful team so hoping to do that um there has been a signing by another signing by the toronto defiant um how do you pronounce this guy's name Jeff?
1: i believe it's neist
0: neist okay neist uh flex dps player neist who used to be on fusion university Um, most recently was on T1 for this past year since Fusion University broke up. Uh, And now he is on Toronto Defiant. Um, He is currently underage, but turns 18 in January. So he's obviously going to be ready for the season. He joins Logic and Hisu on that DPS line in um, Toronto. I don't know much about this guy, but T1 and Fusion University, both pretty good Squads to be on, so I would imagine he is also good. Uh, do you know anything about him?
1: Yeah, I think he was sort of a uh, a later addition to to Fusion University. maybe even around the time that they went to Korea. I think, um, um, as I recall. Uh, but yeah, solid player. Um, he played with Who Are You for a time. I, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and it'll be good, yeah, just to to flesh out logics and hisu. Um, um, because that's um you know not a bad thing to do I think it's fair. um uh looking at the rest of this roster I forgot how how nice this roster is um uh particularly the tank line that they've got Sado and michelle there um, as well as beast that they're keeping um uh, looking forward to that as well as your your two sort of unknown factors in aztec and uh j um but uh yeah not bad at all you know they could be done uh numbers wise i uh, well, I don't know. I was gonna say I don't think they are, but I suppose they could be. I don't, I don't know why. Uh, that's necessarily possible. Usually, uh, people
0: announce when when it's the end. So that's um, yeah, true. I I like waiting until they say like yeah we're done. But sometimes I mean there's no they don't have to. <laughs> so yeah. they might be done. Who knows? Um, but. but yeah, not 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 bad.
1: And yeah, I think a, a nice pickup here. Um, a, a nice pickup. Uh, (laughs) nice for for the DPS list
0: very nice um yeah I am excited to see what he can do I'm excited to see what this new Toronto roster can do overall um I, I I'm always always rooting for these teams that are consistently getting bottom of the table to to turn things around and Houston Toronto teams like this I I would love to see them flip the switch you know like the Florida Mayhem did Paris Eternal did anyone can do it um, speaking of team that also needs to flip the switch here, it's the Boston Uprising. They have signed SOON. Uh, of course, Paris Eternal, former Paris Eternal player who got dropped because everyone got dropped. Um, and LA Valiant player as well. Uh, and I already love this pickup, Joe. I, I spent my entire last week watching SOON highlights to put together for a video. And... The guy's already been super nice to us, too. He complimented my video a ton. I He's super excited to be on this team. And, yeah, I, I think this is a very good and fun pickup. And he's a fan favorite, which is huge, I think. <laughs> uh, being as part of the Boston Uprising organization, I think we've, we've had some fans, but we've had people who are mostly angry at us and a lot of people who don't want to be our fans anymore because we weren't great. Um, but it was great to see uh, tons of soon fans head on over. And especially now that we know Paris just has no French players on their team. Currently, I think just a bunch of French fans also, uh, hopping on the uprising bandwagon just because soon's there. So yeah, I'm excited for this pickup. Uh, obviously I might be biased though. So Joe, <laughs> what what are your thoughts on the pickup?
1: Well, I mean, you know, it's an exciting one. I'm glad to see, um, I'm glad to see soon find a home. Um, uh, you know, obviously not with Paris. Um, Uh, Which is unfortunate, but um, it's definitely, uh, definitely still worth keeping around the league, as far as I'm concerned. Um, And it's a, it's a sort of different. um, uh, I don't know. In my head, it's like a different kind of signing than we've seen Boston make in the past. Um, Lots of their other additions have been, um, you know, they've been from contenders or, um, you know, like Standwater, I'm thirty-seven, like, not like
0: being not names bait. from the league yeah. you know what i mean yeah yeah um
1: uh but, but yes but soon is like a a very different um approach to that and but not a bad one i don't think um you, you know it's you know I'm sure he's getting old whatever that's fine i'm sure <laughs> i i'm not you know super concerned about that as far as that goes um and i think there's definitely um you, you definitely have the potential to continue having haters which um uh, I don't know if maybe you were just trying to come up with a better word than haters, but, uh, Boston has <laughs> haters. It's fine. Um, yep. I don't um you know, just for the sake of, you know, um, um, you know, being careful of why, um, you, you know, you, you know, trying to figure out why you ended up signing it. But I mean, Hey, it's, um, it's a, it's, it's not a bad pickup. Um, and I think he's definitely going to see his play time. Um, it's, it's, it's going to be a very different environment than, um, than where he's been. But, um, uh somebody commented you know he's he's going to um uh have this opportunity for this season uh you know play for um <laughs> and it, it kind of sounds mean but like <laughs> um it, it, not you know not intended to be mean but like you, you, you play for play for some lower stakes you play cuz you like to you know cuz you're enjoying it and you get the chance to um uh you, you know to do that with a team that has um um as they say unlimited potential um and, and that's a really positive thing
0: absolutely oh yeah i um, very excited that he, he gets to stay in the league honestly he's obviously been a mainstay here in overwatch league and overwatch in general for a long time and, and it would have sucked to see him go but yeah he gets to stay um all right we're we're done with signings for the day it looks like uh we now move on to some in-game overwatch stuff including um this winter Wonderland patch a bunch of new skins um, we got priority passes replay viewer changes we got some um, patch note ch- we got some uh, hero updates as well uh, Joe if you want to go over those
1: yeah there've been a couple live patches uh, since our last show uh, last week um, so'll we'll actually start I guess with the the older one Um which brings the most recent experimental card onto the live server. Uh, so Baptiste, uh, his Immortality Field health decreased from 200 to 150, and his Amp Matrix cost increased uh, by 15%. Ultimate charge, um, so it's a little bit uh, harder to build. Uh, Diva now has 300 health and armor instead of 200 armor, 400 health, and Reinhardt has 50 extra armor as well as um, increased damage to his Rocket Hammer. Um, all that's the same as when it was on the experiment. Excuse me, on the experimental card. Uh, that came out on the 10th, so just about a week ago now. Um, and then on a couple days ago, the 15th, um, is when the Winter Wonderland event started, so there was a live patch for that as well. I uh, can log in now and get your, I think everybody gets a free box, so if nothing else, log in and get your free box. <laughs> um, but, uh, you can play, um, Uh, freeze tag basically Uh, freeze thaw elimination is what they're calling their their new winter event Uh, it's a 4v4 mode you can play um, as well as all their cosmetics they've got conductor reinhardt ice empress moira uh, penguin may a bunch of old stuff as well um, including their old brawls Um, they're doing the the weekly stuff again Uh, so if you win nine games the first week uh, I believe that's the Elf Junkrat themed skin and sprays and player icon. Um, if you win nine games the second week, I think that's uh, ginger, Gingerbread Anna. Uh, and week three, I don't remember what week three is. Um, but there's a third one as well. And then you get the um, epic skin and accompanying cosmetics. Um, uh, so that's, that's all the same as it's been in the past.
0: Week three, uh, the... week three is week three's frosty roadhog. Oh yeah,
1: because he's yeah that, that's a cool skin. I like that skin. Yeah, um, uh, the Zenyatta toy bot. That's another one that they have. Um, the priority pass that was on the PTR is now live. Uh, so there's a there's a flex queue you can use in competitive mode um, and get some priority passes for a faster queue time if you want to queue for just one roll Um, We talked about that in the past, as well as the um, replay viewer um, UI options that are now live. You can change a whole bunch of different stuff um, for your own content uh, creation needs. So that's kind of nice. There's also a game sound adjustment uh, that the mix has been adjusted to give third-person footsteps more prominence, um, which is basically everyone's footsteps, I guess, except your own. Um, And apparently it's definitely noticeable. Uh, <laughs> as Oof. I've, I've uh, uh, discovered as you're playing, but uh, but yeah, as you can hear, um, hear a little bit more things in the chaos of a fight, um, which is nice, and then a bunch of bug fixes, workshop stuff. Um, workshop is just going crazy as always, um, with all the stuff that they're adding.
0: Yes, um, very nice stuff. I Winter Wonderland consistently such a good event. It gets me in the gets me in the holiday spirit, no doubt about it. Um, and priority passes is, is exciting too. Um, but yeah, man. Then not only did we get uh, live patch notes, we got some PTR stuff actually too, Joe, uh, which is exciting because we got a new deathmatch map um, called Kenazaka. Uh, is that how you pronounce it?
1: I think so. Yeah. Uh, priority nice, I nailed or- it. Yeah, it's a surprise PTR patch,
0: alongside a developer update, which I think included some hints that Overwatch Two might not be coming at BlizzCon, which is sad. I, didn't, Jeff Jeff didn't specifically say it, but it felt like uh, he he wanted us to lower our expectations a bit, maybe. Um, which is sad, but makes sense. But it's sad. Um, but yeah, Joe. I, I yeah, if you wanna. I, I don't know how much you can go over the PTR patch notes of a new map,
1: really. Um, there is one. <laughs> it's very exciting. It's um <laughs> sets um in like the lower region of Hanamura. Um so like there in the you know, if you're going coast from, from point A to point B, um there's like a wall and a sort of valley town down there, and that's um that's where this new free for all map is. Um there's a cat cafe. Uh, so that, so that's exciting. Um, nice. uh, apparently, there's there's other lore related things there as well. Um, uh, but yeah, it's super cool. Uh, I was able to uh, look around there a little bit in a in a custom game. Um, it's, it's got lots of lots of different stuff that you can find. Um, and yeah, that's the that's the substance of that PTR patch. Um, that again, kind of came out of nowhere. Um, but it was, it was good to, good to hear Jeff again. Um, you to hear a little, a little bit about the backstory of this map. Um, and yeah, he, he, it wasn't, um, he, I forget exactly what he was saying, but, um, uh, seems to be tempering expectations a little bit about Overwatch 2, but we definitely will be hearing more at BlizzCon. Uh, he did explicitly say that, uh, more about the game and, uh, what's going on with it. Um, which is coming up in, you know, a couple of months now. So that's exciting. Yeah
0: which is nice we'll at least get to hear about it um i know people are expecting like a beta or or full release soon after but we'll we'll see we'll see what happens at least we'll get to see it that's all i care about at this point i need some news on this thing i need to know a better time frame what's happening with it um yeah I, i mean i think a lot of people are upset obviously because because of how long this is taking we we basically just don't get new content in in Overwatch itself because of this. We just have to wait, which sucks. I agree. Um obviously we haven't had a new hero since Echo. We haven't had new maps and I mean this is the deathmatch map, so um unless you're a full-time deathmatch player, you you don't really care about this one that much. Um so I think everyone's just patiently waiting for Overwatch 2 at this point so we can get like six heroes and four maps at the same time like they've promised, so uh, but yeah, uh, next piece of news is TESPA is shutting down. If you didn't know what TESPA is, it is um, the program that they that Blizzard used to run their collegiate events, uh, collegiate esports events specifically for Hearthstone, Call of Duty, Overwatch, Heroes of the Storm, StarCraft, um, basically anything, <laughs> any game they got. Uh, But unfortunately, TESPA, it looks like they're shutting down mainly because of COVID, it seems like. Um, And yeah, if you were worried Blizzard was going to stop supporting collegiate events, though, um, they are not going to stop that. Uh, They're now just going to be doing collegiate events themselves, basically, (laughs) um, instead of through TESPA. So... um, The Butler Bulldogs will still get to compete, Joe. I'm excited.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) As a as a collegiate test pool member, you know the biggest thing that they do, uh, the biggest thing that they do slash did for for collegiate chapters was um, uh, you know providing uh, physical resources, like they give us um, um, uh, merchandise to for giveaways. Um, You could also have um, you could also have them come in and bring um like gaming gaming setups for hosting tournaments and stuff. We we didn't uh quite manage to do that at Butler um uh, just for the sake of, you know, setting up something of that scale, but uh but that was a resource they provided to schools. But yeah, once um you know um uh, once uh, in person gathering wasn't so much of an option, they uh weren't de- definitely weren't as relevant um um this semester, the end of last semester, um, for, for many college programs other than their competition um so, so yeah you know the the brand is is going away um and, and some of that's um physical collegiate uh chapter support will too but um yeah hopefully hopefully in particular for collegiate overwatch uh because that's what the show is about um that they'll be able to fold that a little or bring that a little bit more into the folds of um um this this blizzard path the pro uh obviously with the hope that they don't um Treat it poorly in the meantime, um, but um, you know, like they've done with Overwatch League um, um, and containers to a certain extent, you know, you can um, uh, you know add add a little section on your website and um, you know sort of bring it into into more prominence, hopefully that way yeah. um, than than via Tespa.
0: Yeah, I think that definitely could be some good news right there. I I, I didn't think about it like that, but yeah. I hope so. <laughs> we'll see what I mean. Overwatch or Blizz or Blizzard in general has been poor at supporting contenders, so we'll see if they're able to support this one that much. But I, I think it'd be great if they if they got it more in the light. Um, next up, LA Valiant hosted um, Winter Ball with um, with Atlanta Rain, the LA Gladers, and Florida Mayhem. Um, and the gladiators ended up winning it all atlanta coming in second which uh is very it's very nice to see of course um for a team like the gladiators who signed a lot of new players and dropped a lot of their players in the offseason and um getting these new players in there and showing the fans even if it is just a fun exhibition type match is very fun and they they look good it looked like i mean i don't think the teams were taking it too seriously like they like they would but it, it, they still had fun out there it was, it was it was good to good to see these teams play at least joe
1: yeah and they did a bunch of uh um you know side elements too. um they did it would one v ones and that kind of stuff um yeah. as well but um but yeah it's, it's some of the debuts of these rosters um like i mentioned. Um, um when we talked about the LA Valiants um uh, i mean we got to see some of these these teams play um but yeah L.A. gladiators um looking looking pretty nice 3-0 over florida and atlanta um uh twice they went they went 6-1 against atlanta um in maps in two consecutive series but uh uh but yeah yeah good to see these teams uh you know even um sort of mid organization as far as that goes um uh, but yeah, that's the way to do it.
0: Oh, yeah. And those are four good teams, too. Uh, so good to see them. Definitely good to see them. Um, last up, Contenders Gauntlet stuff. Um, so Contenders Gauntlet. Yes, there's the tab. I lost it. Contenders Gauntlet has been going on uh, the past weekish. Basically, you had a bunch of group matches, and for Asia at least, they had group stuff and. Um, Europe and North America and South America all basically just did knockout s- stages um, as far as Asia goes they have a bracket set up now after they did group stages to decide who's who is going to join flag gaming and Wgs Phoenix in that in those knockout stages um, and it turns out those teams are team CC element mystic runaway and Gen G uh, so those that winners bracket and starts. Tomorrow, December 18th. Um, So that'll be fun. It goes on through the 20th. The 20th is when the finals are. So um, that should be nice and fun. That's still going on, basically. Europe and North America haven't finished either. Um, It looks like Europe is currently at the winner's finals stage, maybe. I think so. Uh, As long as these are... Updated graphics <laughs> um, with Obey, Obey Alliance and British Hurricane in the winners' Finals. Sheer Cold, Duke Kings, uh, X Oblivion, and Shoes Monkey Crew. Those four teams are still in the loser's bracket and still have a chance. So that's still going on. It, that should also be going on through um, the, the 19th, it looks like, is when this bracket ends, I guess. And then they have show matches on the 20th. I don't know Probably what the show matches top are. Top
1: teams, yeah. Uh, between okay. the top teams in North America and Europe.
0: Uh, oh, together, oh so. okay. Okay, so the 20th is show matches. Yeah, and North America is basically in the same spot winner's finals. It's American Tornado versus Odyssey in the winner's finals. You got Uprising Academy, Noble, uh, LFT, and Dark Mode NA all in the loser's bracket. They still have stuff going through. The 19th will be the finals, and then the 20th show matches with Europe, as Joe mentioned. South mm-hmm. America should be done, but they. They haven't updated. us says updated the winner. <laughs> yeah, they haven't updated us with the winner, so I, I will have to look at Liquipedia to find um, who exactly won that one. It looks like War Pigs ended up winning that one in South America, Brazilian team. So, yeah, I don't know anything about South American contenders. That's asking me a lot, but if you do, uh, War Pigs won on the thirteenth. So, or if you want to go rewatch it, you can. I'm sure. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so we're still, we'll keep you guys updated on the next episode, For our next episode is, who won those. But definitely go check it out. Gauntlet's fun. Um, and a bunch of these players can still be picked up by Overwatch League teams. It's not over yet. So uh, if you want to check out some up-and-coming talent that could possibly even be an owl next year, definitely check out um, all three of those, North America, Europe, and Asia uh should be fun happening in the next couple days here. So, I know I I know I'm going to watch uh, at least some of it, at least some finals. I think that'll be fun. But should yeah, be, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Um that's pretty much all we got on our rundown. I mean, it was a, definitely a longer episode for the off season, which is great. Great to see. Great to see a ton of news.
1: Yeah, it's lots of good stuff.
0: Yeah. Um Anything else to say before we sign off?
1: Uh, Winter Wonderland goes until January 5th, uh, so I'm sure we'll have another show between now and then. Um, But, uh, yeah, if you want to watch some Overwatch, um, you can do that in the Contender's Gauntlet. Um, Which, yeah, (laughs) that's about all I got, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, if we don't have another show in 2020, I guess, thank you guys for listening in 2020. Uh, uh, Once again, another great year of of on the flank it's been fun recording with joe every week or every other week in the off season um and still doing it despite COVID. so that's nice absolutely yeah but thank you guys for listening again uh if you want to follow us on social media you can follow me at jw george iv or joe at kirkpatrick underscore inc inc or our show's twitter at on the flank show you're listening to this in one way. If you want to listen to it in a different way, you can go to on the We're on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Thank you guys for listening, and happy holidays, everyone.